number two on a Monday. Uh, still feel it, don't you? Welcome back to the program, The Bill Michael Show, on the air. And uh, thanks to those of you listening to us all throughout the uh, the network, full network boat now. Joining us now on the hotline, our good buddy Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. And Eric, uh, I woke up yesterday and still felt a little weird, like it was just too surreal, like wake me up because um, this was not supposed to happen. And, and the way they went down, such a pathetic offensive performance and an even worse special teams. I said during the, sh- the beginning of the show, I said, look, had the offense played bad, the special teams just played good with no mistakes, they win the game or vice versa. But you couldn't have both sides, uh, two-thirds of your team, completely fail miserably and then expect to win this game. And I, I give it up for the defense, but, oh, my goodness. I, where do you want to start? How bad was this offensive play calling? Um, you know, it's really, really interesting. Um, where do you want to start? Boy, you know what? I got a whole list here I could start with. But I guess, I guess the biggest thing that, that I, uh, I want to take a you know dive into a little bit is um, you know what we've said this before we've said it for years and years and years um, when push comes to shove uh, this weird uh, mindset of I I'm only going to throw to one or two guys especially in the uh, uh, in a tight game and. That, that that's the downfall right there. I mean, you look at regular season games, there are six or seven guys that are catching multiple balls during the course of the game. And, um, you know, this, this is one of those games where 12 decided I'm only going to throw it at Adams and I, I don't get it. I, I, there were guys available to throw to. And we, you know, especially everybody wants to look at that, that third down play there in the fourth quarter with four minutes left or whatever it was on the clock when they, when they threw that throw. My goodness, that was that was a terrible throw thrown to a guy that's a double coverage. You got a guy that's, you know, Randall Cobb was actually behind a corner, and there was a guy in the middle part of the field, wide open, nobody within 15 yards, and we throw the double double covered guy because that's his that's his soulmate or whatever it is. That's the part if you're a fan or if you look at the games a little bit more detailed, that's that's the kind of stuff that's like that drives you nuts. That would drive right. me nuts as an offensive coordinator, you know. I, uh, which I agree. I, I thought it was all of a sudden, here we go again. It's locking on a receiver. It's locking on Devontae. And I, I understand all of that. I did not. And I think AJ, I don't re- think people realize how big the loss of AJ Dillon was. Do you? No, oh, it was huge. It really was. And it, it, as the game, you know, is going, you know, you're up in that box and then you're, I was, looking at a multiple different things, you know, I'm trying to watch um, how Kelly is handling Bozo, which I thought he did a, a, a really good job at um, the one time where he got the Rogers and that, that uh, strip sack or where his helmet hit the ball. It was Kelly. You can, you can point the finger on him. He's supposed to the guy blocking, but he got tripped. He got tripped by, by Lucas Patrick and fell down. And that's how that play happens. It's just weird how those things go, but you know, I'm watching that game again uh, yesterday morning when I get up and <clears throat> I'm in front of the screen watching and watching and yeah, and not having AJ Dillon and and not having that opportunity to be able to pound the ball in uh, certain situations, especially down uh, when you want to pick up a, th- a first down. That's that's pretty huge, and um, it really was a factor in the ball game. And you wouldn't think it would, but it really factored in because 
they, they tried, kept trying to run inside with Jones, and I'm like, I didn't understand why they kept doing that. If you go to that play um, where they started after the after the the blocked uh, um, uh, uh, punt, punt, yeah, and when that series started, it was it was when they got the, the first down when they got the the uh, um, the penalty for illegal man downfield. You could have. You could have had, the whole offensive line was down. It was a it was a run pass option, so the offensive line is running a, a running play. They're all blocking run. The running back is going for the run. He doesn't get the ball. Quarterback picks it up. There's nowhere really to throw the ball. You got your your wide receivers were kind of blocking, and he's like, well, "What's that?" That play was there. That play was designed to bend outside, and that play was there. It was going to go for a ways. Nick Boza was reading pass, and he went flying upfield. There was nothing but green uh, in front of him there. And they, you know, so you dropped the ball there. But earlier in the half, the second half, they tried running inside. You know, I just didn't understand that. You don't have the big bowl back there. Just run it outside. Run those, those run some pitches. Run those those uh, wide zone plays where you're going to try to get to the perimeter. And they just didn't do it. And I scratched my head watching that. I mean, I, even as in my position where you're not a fan the tension in that second half, you could have cut with a knife inside that building. It was just an incredible experience. I couldn't imagine what it would have been like to be at the Kansas City Bills game last night because it had to be the same way. It was just every play was so important to what was happening. And the way that defense made that fourth and one stop, unbelievable. I mean, that was a thing of beauty. And then three and out. That's just so difficult to swallow. It was, um, I, I referenced a couple of things. Rodgers, now I, I don't give a lot of credence to body language, but when I watched over the weekend Josh Allen, even though he ended up losing, Josh Allen played an incredible game. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady down the stretch, uh, you know Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow. I mean, you watch these guys and you see certain, and again, I'm not going to judge guys on you know a three-second sideline shot, but you see these guys in a different aura then you see Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers looked to me um, cold. He looked old. He looked defeated uh, after Mercedes Lewis dropped that uh, that dropped that ball. Uh, but but the next question I have for you is: So was this, in your opinion, was this play calling, or was this going back to the the Aaron Rodgers is going to be his own guy under center and? Whatever's called, it doesn't matter because this is the direction he's going to go. I think it's the latter part. Um, that And it solidified it for me in that run. And there was another run pass option that I thought the run game was there. <clears throat> the run was there, and they he pulled it back and tried to throw it. And, you know, I just think <clears throat> in that situation, they needed to run the football. They needed to do it. They were sitting back in coverage. And uh, your outside guys on the line of scrimmage were screaming upfield, and it was a perfect, perfect play. I mean, you look at um, the play where uh, Rick, it was a minute three on the clock when it was that uh, third down and seven. Packers had their de- their their pass rush defense, and they had three linebackers, a down lineman, and their dime back behind it. And third and seven, how many coaches run the ball on third and seven? Not many, and they did it. Right. And and that was that was the play of the game. That was it right, right there. That's what that was the nail in the coffin. And my guess is if that if it was if roles were reversed, Rodgers would have switched to a pass and thrown the ball. 
you know, so that's kind of a curse when you have a stud quarterback, you kind of, and a guy that's, you're, you're kind of bowing down to a little bit. I mean, you, you want to, what's the old adage, put the ball in the best, in your best player's hands at the end of the right. game when you need a, when you need a play. And, you know, he's got to run that, that offense. So I, I put it more on Rodgers than I do on, on the play calling. Now, I will say this. That guy on the other side of the field, he can call it one heck of a game. They they decided they were going to run the stinking ball, and that's all they did because they knew it was going to be difficult. And the fact that they won the way they did, unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and, and they ran the stinking ball. And then I think, guys, I think Packer fans – in the future, you're gonna. This is what you're gonna see, or at least what you should see, the next couple of years as they try to develop love, is this kind of running game where you're you're overloading the line of scrimmage and then pulling guys over there uh, to make sure they get. I mean, I don't know if you caught this, but they had 71 a tackle playing a wing, putting him in motion and lead. He's yeah. the lead blocker. <laughs> you know, uh, unbelievable. Right. And I think that's the kind of stuff that, you know, if you're going to try and develop a quarterback, that's what they're going to have to do now with love because they can't run the same way they're running now where they're throwing the ball 30 plus times a game. Cause that's, 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 that's going to be disastrous with, with uh, Mr. Love back there. I, uh, yeah, I was going to say, you can't do that with Jordan love and, and just, you know, again, it's hard to find a good quarterback. We know that, but Cincinnati found one. Buffalo found one. Kansas City found one. We, we've we seen Matthew Stafford now with a good team around him and what he can do. And I thought he might be the biggest detriment to that team getting to an NFC Championship game. And he actually, man, he shined when the when the spotlight was the brightest. We know what Tom Brady can do, and he ended up doing it even in a losing effort. It, it seemed like all the quarterbacks that needed to step up stepped up, and the one that needed to step up the biggest didn't. And that's probably the most stunning thing coming out of that game from the other night, other than the fact that we heard all season long Matt LaFleur talk about playing starters, talk about getting a handle on the special teams. And and I guess the most embarrassing moment was the final play of the game with only 10 men on the field, which is, to me, absolutely positively unforgivable, not only for Mo Drayton, but for the head coach as well. Oh, um, you know what? Watching that game, those and that goes to the coaching staff because you watched that game. It was They coached it perfectly. They had it down, that blocked field goal, they knew what they were doing there. Yep. You know, if you watch Dean Lowry's playing on the end there, and in his job, he's reaching out. It's, it's tough for the wing, which was Lancaster, because he's got the inside gap. Which anybody who's ever played football, you know, it's you, you protect the inside gap, and then on that guy who's running outside, you just kind of stick a hand on there. That's exactly what Lowry did. Lowry protected the inside gap, stuck his arm out, except for the guy in front of him. I think it was ninety-two. He he crossed that that guy. He chopped his arm down to make a bigger gap so that guy could get through. And Lancaster never moved. I mean, his feet were like in concrete. Never yeah. moved. When he did, it was way too late. And then on that block punt, they knew that you know what, Wordle was a little bit light. You know, he's light in the back end there, so they probably can get him. And that's all they did was just bull rush him off the ball and block the punt. That's coaching. That's exactly what coaching is, and Packers just can't seem to get over the hump when it comes to special teams, and it's it's disappointing. And some the other thing that I point to too is who is returning punts at the end of the game in the second half? Debo Samuel. You yeah. got you got Amari Rogers who hasn't done anything all year except for disappoint. I, I don't know. Can, I mean, Cobb's been a pretty good punt returner in, in his life. Could you throw him out there or? 
Um, can you do something to, you know, to get things going? But man, it was just like you, I felt it and I'm sure everybody else felt it too. That was in the stadium that it was just, you're just waiting for the shoe to drop, um, for the Packers to lose it. And it, you know, every time they ran out there on special teams, it was holding their breath. You know, I don't ever remember going into a football game and having the entire press box almost on their feet every time they punted, the other team punted. Right. Um, or when they punted, because you got Debo Samuel back there. I mean, if that didn't put the hair on the back of your neck, raise up, I don't know what would. Um, just, you know, they, the, the Niners are a super well-coached team. And um, I'll, you know, hats off to Shanahan, because that guy is one heck of a coach and get his team prepared. And, and this team was a bunch of guys that all thought that the Super Bowl was their destiny, and it showed. The uh, When you talk about Debo Samuel, you're putting one of your best all-around players, your starter, back there to return a punt. And you got a guy back there that has continually dropped balls all season long who has not been that good, uh, that you're sticking back there because you don't want one of your starters hurt. But the guy across the field from you says, "This we're all in. So Debo Samuel is going to be the guy returning punts. I mean, that's the difference in tenacity to win a ball game, in my opinion. I. I totally agree with you. I, I sat there and I'm like, when they said that they um, had activated Cobb, we were sitting there before the, you know, everybody sits up there and shovels food in their mouth before the game starts. And we, I was sitting there and I'm like, Cobb's got to be the punt returner. Why else would you want, you know, I know you're a little bit shorthanded, but I mean, we've seen it. He's, he, he's definitely not the same Randall Cobb he was five years ago, even um, two years ago. And, um, uh, I, when they marched out Amari Rogers, I was like, "Oh, you gotta be kidding me! I this can't be. Am I seeing this right? I just, I just didn't understand it. I, and I think it's, you know, the attitude going into the game was, you know, hey, we got Aaron Rodgers. He's the best quarterback in the league, and you know, I just the Super Bowl was their destiny, their last dance, all this stuff. They just got to show up and play, and they're going to be in. in, in and in, and the second half was perfect. I mean, my goodness, it was snowing, it was cold. I mean, that is what Green Bay football and playoffs are supposed to be, and they just did not. And on that side of the ball, anyway, they and then special teams, they just did not rise up. It just, I couldn't believe it because the way that defense played was was uh, remarkable. That's the best defensive effort I've seen in many years in Green Bay. Talking with Eric Branchick of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. One more before I let you go. Now the question then becomes, what is the offseason going to look like? And uh, I, I know everybody's speculating about Aaron Rodgers and such, but I said if you're going to – the way I'm going about it, if I'm Brian Goodikins, first thing you want to do is if you're you know truly mending the fences with Aaron Rodgers, you say, go do what you need to do, and then we'll talk. And say, okay, here's kind of the date, we'll talk again. You know, that type of thing. And then you say, Aaron, first of all, do you want to play? That's the first question. And then secondly, I think you've got to look him as a man-to-man and say, this is all the things that you've stated. This is what we need to do. You know the salary cap situation we're in. I'm bringing you in now as this, this, this general manager side of things. You need to take a pay cut. And it's not because of your play. It's because we can't afford to put guys around you. If you don't want to be a part of a rebuild, then we have to do this to get from point A to point B. And if you can't, our hands are kind of tied. I don't know what we're going to do. So do you do that if you're going to handle Aaron Rodgers? Just kind of just say, here's a very frank and honest conversation. Or what do you think happens? Well, you know, first of all, I'm probably the worst person to ask because I'd be pretty blunt and just say, hey, listen, here's the deal. 
this is a, look. Let's just look at the landscape right now. In the NFC North, you can probably win the division next year with eight or nine wins. I mean, that's the honest truth. You got a new coach in in Minnesota. You got a new coach in Chicago. You got a Lions team that's. You know what? What? How much? How much of a bounce are they going to get? Six? Are they going to win six games next year? Seven games? Eight games? I mean, what's what's the number? It isn't going to be thirteen. We know that they don't have a quarterback. They struggle on defense. They don't have. A, they can't do it all in one year. But they can make improvements. I mean, listen, you come back, Mister Rogers. Here's the deal: we're going to win eight games, or nine games, and we're going to win the division, and you're going to be in the playoffs. You can do that. And um, you know, look around. The locker room is going to have a lot of new faces in it. Because we're forty million dollars over the cap, and you're a big reason yeah. for that. You're going to count forty-six million, or hey, you don't want to be part of a rebuild. Well, then maybe you should go to some other team, and we're going to be okay because we're going to be in a division that with Jordan Love, and if we commit to running the football the way we should, um, chances are we're going to win seven or eight games, and we're going to be in the hunt for uh, the NFC North and get in the playoffs. It's up to you. Here's the decision that you got to make, and um, you know who knows what he's been, what's going through his mind there. And, and I mean, I think he's a smart guy. He realizes where the salary cap is, but you know what you said about it taking a pay cut. I don't think he's got the. I don't think he'd do it. I, I just don't think he. Well, if he doesn't want to do it, then that's the, then he's he's a hypocrite, and he you you got to go anyway. I mean, because the money right. has then run it's out. Not about and you. This, right. No, I, I completely agree with that. Tom Brady. Tom Brady wants to win. Right. He, he takes less cash so they can win. He's not going to, yep. you know, if he if he understands that, then, you know, great. Let's come back. Let's restructure. We'll add four years of your contract. We'll knock that number down uh, for the cap next year. And let's let's do the best that we can to get some of these guys in here. You know, if we get, if they could probably do it. If they cut all, you know, rest, max restructure everybody and cut some of the guys that aren't really pulling their weight anymore. Um, still going to, you know, and, and get Adams back. There's not a lot of room for anybody else. Like, there's no Razul Douglas. Campbell's gone. Mason Crosby's gone. Dean Lowry's probably gone. You know, right down the list of guys that ain't coming back. Yeah. But if you yep, restructure, no, we might be able to get Campbell. We could, If you restructure, we could get Campbell. We might be able to keep some of these guys. But you got to be able to restructure. And the, the other guy is, it's got to be Adams. Adams, is, you know, if he wants, I get it. You know, he wants to get big time dollars, but it, 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 you can go, okay, fine. Go sign for Houston and make 30 million a year or some other team. And right. Where would you rather play? Well, that's just it because make money. And, and over the weekend, I had stated this, he did an interview with Westwood one and the NFL network that I don't know if people heard it or not, but he said his career is not complete if he doesn't get to and win a Super Bowl. And that's what his focus is when they asked him about free agency and about coming back to the Green Bay Packers. And and my argument is that's fine if you want to go get paid, you know, twenty six, twenty eight, twenty nine million dollars a year and you want to go someplace. But chances are at this point for that amount of money to a team that is a legitimate Super Bowl contender in the next three years, you're, that's not happening. So you're right. You're going to end up going to a team maybe that's on the rise. Maybe that's got two years to rebuild. Maybe that's got 70 million bucks like Jacksonville. Go with Trevor Lawrence, see what they can put together, see what kind of a head coach they get. Maybe you'll get to a postseason. But if you're talking about a legitimate right here, right now shot at winning a Super Bowl, I don't know where he's going to go that he's going to get $29 million and that kind of a shot. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It isn't going to happen. A lot, of, a lot of guys do that. They leave, they go to these clubs, and then they 
wallow around and at the end of their career when there's not much left in the tank they sign a league uh, minimum contract to go try to win a Super Bowl with somebody you know that's that's where they you know, where they end up being and you know I if they can they keep keep the band together pretty much I think they could be pretty pretty successful um you know listen you look at the, the draft picks that uh, Gutekunst has had and uh, the last couple of years geez you know they're gonna have to do it again you know this year right. and, and you know I look at it the glass is half full if Rogers comes back they're gonna they have a chance if the if Rogers doesn't come back they have a chance to make the playoffs I mean the division is that is that down eight games could win that thing maybe nine but yeah. you know you're not at the days of where you're gonna win the north with a 13 win season you don't need that to win this division next year nine maybe seven who knows I mean it's not looking good um so the opportunity to win and just and when you get to the playoffs you just got to get in look at all these other yep. teams just get in and you got a shot You've got uh, a few teams like like Denver's Denver's forty four million under the cap, Pittsburgh's thirty four million under the cap, Las Vegas is under the cap. Maybe you make a deal, a trade, maybe you get a quarterback in return, something to that effect. But yeah, it's 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 going to be dicey. Eric, always good stuff. We'll talk again soon, man. Okay. Yeah, I'm. You know, the most disappointing part is. is I don't get to talk next Monday with you and your and your. Uh, I know. <laughs> Legion of we'll Wars. figure it out though. We'll figure it out because yeah. I'm sure something's going to happen between now and then. We'll wait and see. Man, all right, buddy. Good stuff all season, pal. Weekend? What's that? Did you watch that Bills game? Did you watch? Oh God, Bills yeah. Game? Oh yeah. Oh my God, was that awesome. right? That was incredible. That's what I'm talking about. When you talk about quarterbacks that needed to step up, just about every quarterback did. The only one that didn't was Aaron Rodgers, and that's the most disappointing thing because he's probably going to be handed an MVP trophy for what he did during the regular season. But you look at all the other quarterbacks, and they stepped up when their team needed them the most. And Rodgers, he did the same old, same old, and went quietly into that good night. He's not a leader of men. Sorry. Nope. Nope. Good stuff, man. Talk to you soon. All right. Be good. There you go. Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Woefully late for a break. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I really felt like with Z coming back, Whitney out there, with Jaw out there, and the possibility of Dave coming back, and we truly had a Super Bowl caliber team. In other years, it feels like sometimes you need things to go your way, but that didn't feel like this season. It felt like getting these guys back and the way we were playing on offense and the way we could play on defense with those guys, and obviously they played excellent tonight. You just felt like this was a team that could really win it. Welcome back to the program on a snowy, kind of a gray, dark, dank day. But uh, nevertheless, it's um, it's kind of the reality of what it is right now. Packers get knocked off. Uh, the 49ers knock the Packers off 13 to 10. Rogers 20 of 29, 225 yards, not a touchdown to his name. Well, I mean, it's not a terrible day. It's not like he threw a bunch of picks. Um, but not uh, not what you thought it would end up being. Uh, Merlin says Rogers played well enough to win the game. Special teams and coaching lost this one. No, no, he didn't. 
Merlin, the only reason I can say that, did you see Patrick Mahomes? Did you see Josh Allen? Did you see Tom Brady? Did you see Joe Burrow? Did you see Matthew Stafford? Did you see what those quarterbacks did? Spreading the ball around, taking what the defense gave them, orchestrating things to get downfield. Rodgers didn't do that. After Mercedes Lewis dropped the football, that was it. You need your leaders, your MVP, to lift you up. You can't... You can't give Rodgers all the credit for the way he plays and then when he goes quietly into that good night, say, well, it wasn't his fault. Yeah, it was. He's your leader. You know, that was it. I mean, you just you just look at the, the game itself, where he went with the football. Now, you know, again, there were a couple of times where you look downfield and you think, Maybe he hits Alan Lazard. No, Lazard was covered. I get it. But when you're only going to throw to Devontae Adams, he threw 21 times to Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. 21. He only threw 29 passes. Two of those he threw away. So 27 targets total, 21 of them went to two guys. Two to Dominic Daphne, 0 for 2. 0 for 1 to DeGuara. And DeGuara, he, he dropped that ball. Threw one to Randall Cobb, who was clearly covered. And one to Alan Lazard and one to Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes Lewis caught it and then dropped it. And then Alan Lazard. And that's it. 21 times to Jones and Adams. That's tunnel vision, man. That's tunnel vision. And once A.J. Dillon went down, they quit running the football. A.J. Dillon carried it seven times for 25 yards. After that, Aaron Jones, 12, and Equinemia St. Brown ran it for one, one carry. That was it. That was it. They didn't move the sticks. They didn't. They didn't do what it took. And the shame of it is... This is the shame. This is this is where you feel really bad. The defense played lights out. Lights out. Defense gave up six points. Six. And that was what everybody was concerned about was Joe Barry's defense. He's going to cost us. They played lights out. Maybe even three points because Debo ran that kickoff all the way down right. the field. Right. Yeah, no, special teams accounted for a lot of crap. But it, it, the defense played unbelievable. And the offense couldn't do anything with it. Couldn't do anything with it. Nothing. Think about the Packers. Packers started out with a touchdown. Next drive, fumble. Then they punted the ball away, punted the ball away, punted the ball away. End of the half, punted the ball away. Had a field goal, blocked punt, turned into seven, and then they punted the ball away. But one of those punts, don't forget, the punt from deep in their own uh, deep in their own end zone was blocked. The blocked punt. Four forty one left. That's it. Field goal blocked. It just 
just bad all the way around. 877-867-1670. Uh, we're woefully late for a break just because we ran long in the first segment. We'll, we'll step away. We'll take a, a quick break. We'll come back. We'll start to catch up. Stay tuned. More coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Bill Michael's show. We continue on. Good day to you. Not a great day in the sense of uh, other teams such as Cincinnati, Kansas City, uh, L.A., the Rams, and obviously the 49ers are all advancing, and they're talking about what's upcoming this weekend while we are contemplating the future of the Green Bay Packers with and without Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, he's won a Super Bowl. He's, you know, won an NFC championship game. And since then, um, the postseason record has not been great. Since then, the postseason record has been um, average. I guess, again, I can go back through all those individual losses and I can point fingers in different directions other than just at the quarterback. But the last two years have been subpar. And I know that guys uh, talk highly about Aaron Rodgers. I get it. But when you start to listen to the intangibles coming out of, you know, uh, Buffalo, when some of his guys were talking about his leadership, when you talk to, to and, and I know, and Dominican Sue's kind of a jag, but when you listen to him talk about what Brady does behind the scenes, and then you listen to what Patrick Mahomes does with his guys, you just wonder how good of a leader of men in the biggest of situations and moments Aaron Rodgers is. Um, let me say this. There is no better to play the game. Mechanical quarterback, throwing quarterback, mental quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I firmly believe that. He is head and shoulders above 99% of quarterbacks to ever have played the game. But there is something that sets you apart as a champion, a consistent champion. And I don't know if we're going to see that again. Um, some will say he's morphed into something that tends to be an ego-driven guy with all of his stances and all of the things that he wants to talk about in regards to politics and things outside of football. Um, others feel that he's just too California cool and too arrogant. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't honestly tell you. But I know the results have not been there. In some of the biggest moments, he has not shown up. Uh, but he's also got a ring. So he's shown up at one point in time. And uh, I know yesterday they were talking about where is Rogers' signature win in the postseason? When you talk about the wins like we saw yesterday, specifically in the divisional round, where is that signature? And I go back to the game against Atlanta on their run to a Super Bowl. He diced and sliced the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, whooped their ass almost single-handedly. 
I, that, to me, was his signature game. That was one of the best games I've ever seen him play. And that was a postseason game. People tend to forget about that, that how good he was and how good he has been. Um, but I, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know if he's got that in him again. I know one thing, leaving that field the other day, uh, it was very reminiscent of when Favre played his last game at Lambeau Field, where Favre looked older and looked colder and looked as if he just didn't preserve very well. Favre looks better today than he did that day. Rodgers didn't look good coming off the field. And again, I'm not saying that his, you know, I'm just saying my observation, my recollection, that's what I was kind of basing that that opinion on. But, but you know, I, look, there's a lot of people that want to blame it on coaching. But I, I find it ridiculous to blame it on Mark Murphy. I really, it's not that I'm defending Murphy. It's just like, I'm not going there. This is an on the field thing. Murphy doesn't get involved in that. And going back to, there were some people that were talking about, well, Murphy got involved in a coaching hire, a special teams coach. Yeah, Rizzi wanted a lot of money, and at the time they were paying, he, he wanted to be the highest paid assistant, and in addition to that, they were also paying Mike McCarthy's salary. At that time, they just said, no, we're not going to pay that high of money. It wasn't like he didn't want the guy. It was just, we're not going to pay that high of money on our coaching staff, and we're still paying Mike McCarthy. And it was, you know, the first-year coach of Matt LaFleur and such, and they were just getting acclimated with him, so... That was where that part of that decision came down. It wasn't like he was had the you know orchestration of this is what we're going to do. It was just the, it came down to money. That was it, and it was him, Russ Ball, that was also involved. But they don't they don't you, you act like they're sitting there every day telling people what to do inside the organization on the football side, and that's just not it. This was about on the field. This was about adjustments. This was about play calling. This was about the inability to do things that you were supposed to do, and that is fix your special teams. That's it, and it was a failure. And if this is indeed the end, then the way they go out, very sheepishly, it's it's a, it's a sad ending to an era. That's it. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Um, this was, uh, Andy Herman, by the way, Rogers talking his postgame presser, but on his last pass that he heaved up to, to Devonta Adams in the double coverage, Alan Lazard broke wide open over the middle and tough to tell there, but, uh, in the all 22 later in the week, it's pretty obvious that again, the third down pass, the deep pass, you got Lazard running wide open across the field. He's at the 50 with t- 25 yards of no one around him. Rodgers has tunnel vision. And to Rodgers' fault, he has tunnel vision. I am not denying that at all. Rodgers' biggest problem is there's times where he just locks on a guy, and we all know it, we've all seen it, and he wants his guy to get the ball, he wants his guy to get the stats, and, and to hell with everybody else. I... 100% agree with you on that. 100% agree with you on that. We'll get back to the phone calls coming up here momentarily. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. Packers lose to the 49ers 13-10 in the snow here at Lambeau Field. An emotional loss for Packers running back Aaron Jones, who dedicated the season to his father after he passed away from COVID last spring. Bad feeling, you know, we just didn't didn't get it done when we needed to, and uh, that's the biggest thing, and didn't envision it. Envision it like this. I had uh, hopes and dreams of going to the Super Bowl and playing in that and winning it. It's just, it's just tough. After the opening drive, the Packers offense held it just a field goal in the fourth quarter at Coach Matt LaFleur. Obviously, I didn't do enough to get our team prepared to win a football game. And certainly when we only scored 10 points offensively, I, I, I put that all on myself. The 49ers lost at home to Green Bay back in week three, and then went into a slump, a four-game losing streak, head coach Kyle Shanahan. You know, since week eight, you know, when our backs were really against the wall, and you look at the second half of this year, and I think we've gotten better as the year has gone, and just some of the guys who were in and out, I mean, guys were battling out there. Just I was watching guys hobbling around, still trying to go. I watched so many players work so hard to get back this week. We didn't think we were going to have Jordan Willis this week, and um, how hard he worked to get back and to come up with that block punt uh, was so big. 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo will lead the team to L.A. to face the Rams in the NFC Championship after finding a way to beat Green Bay. You know, we've done it multiple ways, but just the fight in this team is, is ridiculous. It really is. Uh, no giving up. You can feel it on the sideline. You know, even when things aren't going well, defense is balling today. It was everything we thought it was going to be. As for the Packers, changes on the coaching staff and decisions on nearly a dozen players heading into free agency, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. A lot of guys who played the night. Obviously, Devontae is the best receiver in the league, and his, you know, he's you know, free agent, although they could obviously tag him. Al Lazard, Robert Tunyon, you know, so many guys' contracts are, are up or on the brink or salary cap stuff. So a lot of decisions to be made. I don't want to be a part of a rebuild. That's Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back. If you want to uh, watch the program daily, you can subscribe for free uh, for absolute free. You can find us over on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S. Twitch is a great app. Uh, You can download the Twitch app on your phone, uh, Twitch TV. And you can watch us over there as well. It's a smaller app. I mean, we've been growing there. But uh, to to everybody that's been watching over on the YouTube channel, uh, thanks so much. Because uh, the YouTube channel has grown exponentially um, in time. So thanks uh, for watching the program there. Very much so. Um, 877-867-1670. Kyle Shanahan talks about his special teams coordinator if he was able to actually see flaws in the Packers special teams uh yeah we I mean Richard did a hell of a job it was a big game uh, I know they've had some adversity here over the second half of the season and um and we, we said it on um on Tuesday when we started we, we thought uh, our special teams had an advantage in this game and thought we thought they had an opportunity to possibly win us the game um be able to say that and um to actually come to fruition those guys pulled that off was huge for those guys and huge for our team so, yeah, they saw flaws. Again, this goes back to the fact, the fact that uh, Shanahan is a hell of a special teams coach. Hell of a coach in general, but he will find flaws anywhere. Special teams, offensively, defensively. But what they've done is a hell of a coaching staff. 
Like I said at the beginning of the show, Matt LaFleur was outcoached. Aaron Rodgers was outplayed, and the special teams were just awful. And you could play poorly in one of those areas, but not both. Not both. And that ultimately cost you the game. 877-867-1670. Give us a a shout. Um, Because we're going to continue to discuss it. we got a lot coming up, by the way. Uh, Coming up the last hour of the program, we're going to hear from Mike Clemens. Uh, We'll talk with Mike and get his perspective on all of this a couple of days removed from the end of the season. And we'll talk about that. Let's go to uh, Dan. Dan, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's happening, man? Hello, Mr. Michael. Uh, First-time caller. I'm Dan from Madison. Um, Glad to have you. What's up? Different spin on this here. Uh, I guess a bit of my resume, I was in professional hockey for 30 years in the NHL. Uh, Ran ran a D1 hockey league out in Hockey East out in the in the East. I'm outing myself, but um, here's one one thing that um, I, I haven't heard anybody talk about except for Matt Lafleur. Prior to the uh, Lions game, he said he didn't want his starters going three weeks without playing, but yet he was willing to change, um, you know, a bunch of guys that have been out for months. Okay, and and you know how hard it is. Uh, I look back to um, the Packers' first game of the regular season where there wasn't one guy on either side of the starting ball touch the ball, and they looked like a bunch of high schoolers playing against all world. And, and, and it's, it's hard. It just is really, really hard if you don't have that continuity. I mean, they had Bakhtiari playing, you know, half the time, and put Nyman in a, in a really bad spot. Uh, the right guard got back in there. The center was in there. Um, everybody wants to blame uh, 12, but uh, Bosa was chasing 12 all over all over the park, and so was the other defensive end. I mean, he got sacked five times. He was he was thrown on his rear end another five or six times, and he was hurried another five or six times. Um, I don't know if you've carried the ball. I haven't, but I can only imagine uh, when you're running for your life and carrying the ball, uh, and Alan Lazard doesn't show up down the middle of the thing wide open. That's that's hard to do, even if you're Aaron Rodgers. Okay, and and so I thought, yeah, there were some guys on the on the defensive side. Uh, Zadarius Smith played out of his mind, and Alexander held his own. And and uh, but I just think, you know, and then the problems with uh, the special teams. Right. If you're going to you're going to win you can't just give up one third of the game and they did and it cost him and you know special teams gave up more points than the defense did and right. your offense isn't putting points up it's a recipe for disaster um now last thing and i'll hang up and listen to your response um uh the packers have a way out of this to keep rogers um i don't think that uh Adams is going to be real happy, but they'll just franchise tag him, and then that'll that'll make things a lot easier. I mean, there's there's still going to be a lot of guys missing. I'm not so sure it'll be a rebuild, but uh, Gutekunst has shown that he can he can find guys, and uh, it's, you know, right off the street. I mean, Russell, uh, a bunch of other guys. So yeah. um, this is doom and gloom. But uh, come on, guys, coaching, we got to get better. 
Yeah, Dan, I appreciate it. I got to run here. We're at the top of the hour. I'll deal with this when we come back. I'll talk a little bit about it uh, coming back. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Two more hours yet to go. Last hour of the program, Mike Clemens is going to join us. Stick around. We'll be back right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.